This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer, and today it is just me Because I feel like, quite frankly, it has been too long since it was just me, myself, and I on the microphone and and all of you. And we have a lot to talk about. Since the last time I have really just sat down and chatted, we have had the premiere of a new Roni franchise. Very exciting. We have had, you know, another episode of Sonia and Luann. Welcome to Crappy Lake, which is just just nonstop hits. I'm laughing my ass off. I hope you are too. I'm enjoying it a lot. And of course, in the world of Bravo News, the seismic event that happened this week, or at least an event that is intended to be seismic, Jill Zarin and Bethany Frankel reunited for an interview, a conversation. Um, It's theoretically the first time they've been alone together in... 13 years, except they're not actually alone because Gary and Allie and what's his name? The new fiance are all there. Uh, Okay. So I listened to the podcast. I was on the fence at first because uh, to be completely honest, when Bethany posted on Monday night, look, it's happening where it worked. Me and Jill, what you've been waiting for all these years I, my gut reaction was not that excited because, okay, in one sense, yes, this is 13 years coming. They had their fallout on season 13. Bethany went to the funeral. They saw each other on a plane or something. There have been run-ins. It's not like they have not spoken in 13 years, but it doesn't feel like we ever particularly got closure or like they ever really repaired the true uh, fault lines in their relationship that go back over a decade. But like when Bethany posted this, my gut reaction was kind of like, who cares? Like, I think that this is something that would have been really really highly in demand if it happened three years ago. I mean, think back three years ago, July, 2020, the first, I mean, anytime in 2020 after March 11th, give or take, we were in the absolute depths. We were stuck at home. Bravo shows were production was down Orange County was filming through a window. So was Southern Charm. Roni was getting getting to a bad place. You know, they their season in 2020 was all right, but 2021 was the real uh, 
trouble year and of course the year that precipitated the the reboot which we're going to talk about in a little bit but if they had come together in covid when everybody was desperate for content people were on instagram live 24 7 people were starting podcasts me um, myself this podcast april 2020 was our first episode that wasn't an accident Everybody was fucking bored and wanted to listen to a podcast. And you know what I would have listened the fuck out of to in April 2020? Bethany and Jill talking over each other for an hour and a half about circumstances that happened in the Hamptons between five and 13 years ago. That would have been absolute pandemic gold. But in 2023, it's like, I'm not going through my life with any big question marks about what happened with Bethany and Jill. Of course, there are, there are specific situations that we never got definitive answers to or that there are differing versions of events talking about Bobby's funeral, talking about the situation of Jill, Bethany leaving the show. You know, like, okay, fine. I don't have the definitive account of everything that ever happened between them but i don't i haven't been feeling like i really need that and i think with housewives sometimes that have been around this world for a long time but in bethany and jill's case they have not been on housewives for a long time they haven't had active storylines to keep pulling from they've had to really return to the past and I mean, seeing Bethany launch a Housewives podcast in the last several months after, you know, constantly diminishing and and kind of dismissing Housewives as a thing, as something that she doesn't need, as something that she doesn't care about. Because these women haven't been on the show in a long time in a meaningful way, the only thing they can do is to go back to this well of stuff that happened in 2010 and mine it for more hope that we still care hope that hope that people are going to listen and i mean i guess it worked i listened to it this morning on 1.5 speed which i would i would recommend in the sense of if you um are a busy person and you value your time and you don't want to spend the full 90 minutes but i would not recommend from a um from a <laughs> listener experience in terms of your uh your mental health and well-being because let me say the 1.5 x was jarring there was a lot of commotion a lot of talking over each other which as somebody who's had many many guests on a podcast sometimes you talk over each other a little bit it's unavoidable but I, I don't think that these women necessarily have the podcast uh, etiquette, you know, down to a science. Um, but, you know, it was it was listenable. There were there were some interesting things going on. But I think most of all, the timing of this is really interesting. And they talk about it a little. They are not at all pretending that the new Roni reboot does not exist. They, I think, are maybe going to recap it or talk about it in a separate podcast. It was a little unclear. I I will say here and now, I have one 
one listening experience for Bethany and Jill on a podcast together. And that was this. So if they do something from here on out, I am, I'm saying now that I'm, I'm checked out. I reserve the right to change my mind, of course. And if you guys demand that I listen to something else, perhaps I will. But, you know, they're acknowledging this new show. But for this to happen, allegedly, organically, the day after the premiere of this long-awaited, long-talked-about, you know, controversial, new, updated version of Real Housewives of New York City, it just feels so, so obvious. And Bethany's account of how this happened, if you haven't listened, I'm not going to do like the full, you know, bullet point by bullet point breakdown of everything that they discussed. I'm sure somebody's already done that on Reddit more thoroughly than I could. But, you know, to get into some some sort of, you know, conversation points, Bethany's account of how this podcast situation came about was that Last Friday, so basically uh, within a span of three days, this whole thing happened. Her fiance, Paul, see, I remembered his name. That's good journalism. 10 minutes ago, I couldn't say his name. Now, Paul, his, his name is Paul. On Friday, he was like, Bethany, I have an idea that you're going to hate. What if you had Jill and, you know, talked about all this stuff and talked about the new show, XYZ? And Bethany's like, I love it. That's a great idea. So Bethany has her people, essentially, I guess her iHeart people, I don't know, reach out to Jill. And, you know, there's this basically, you know, they approach her about it. Jill had some mixed feelings about being approached by Bethany's people instead of Bethany herself. This harkens back to the time when Bethany had her talk show and Jill was you know, pitched to come on the talk show by some third party. And she got mad because Bethany wouldn't call her herself to do it. But Jill has grown a lot. She's matured. She swallowed her pride. And she said, yes, I'll do it. Allie told her she should do it. Of course, Allie in the other room, always present. I, I like Allie. I, you know, I like seeing Allie around. It, it is funny how it's really a package deal at this point. But they were supposed to do it on Sunday. There was bad weather. I, I guess you can't podcast when it's raining. So they do it on Monday. So, okay. You know, I don't know if I don't believe that the first time this had come up was last Friday, but it does just seem exceedingly convenient that there is this show that kind of flips the script on what these women have laid claim to for the last 15 years, that for for all the years, even when they haven't been on the show, they are the Real Housewives of New York. And they are some of the people that people most strongly associate with the Real Housewives of New York. And then all of a sudden, we have six new gals coming in hot. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from 
start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences. Every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. And the premiere, the premiere of that new Roni reboot, it was good. It was promising. It felt fresh. It was entertaining it was intriguing it was perhaps not the most iconic episode of housewives of all time but i think at least in my opinion i've watched a lot of housewives to me it cleared the bar of does this seem like a show that is worth watching because i saw a lot of people with a lot of opinions after sunday night's episode and you know i had seen i had seen it a couple weeks in advance so i had time to digest i've seen the second episode already Obviously, I had already formed a lot of thoughts about it. I had already done that interview with Aaron, Bryn, and Jessel, which came out on Monday. If you haven't listened to it, you really should. It's a it's a fun conversation. I'm excited about them. But seeing some people react to the premiere, of course, there are going to be strong reactions. But I think that some people, I don't need everybody to love it, but I think that some people aren't being super honest with themselves about what is the actual objective of a housewives episode what is the reasonable expectation for a group of women filming a housewives show to me there should be some some interesting conflict happening some some sort of disagreement some sort of uh you know controversy within the group there should be humor there should be 
you know, personalities, family dynamics, you know, kind of the the ingredients in the soup that really make it come together. It's more than the sum of its parts. It's an ensemble show. It's, you know, the New York flavor that we want. And to me, in large part, this premiere accomplished that set of ingredients. The checklist to me was mostly complete. And that's not to say it's the best soup that I've ever tasted or that it's, you know, a a three Michelin star creation. But I think that I think that there is a more charitable way to look at it and a less charitable way to look at it. And I think for for the people who might be listening, whose instinct watching that episode is to say it's not the same. I think these women are boring. These fights aren't worth fighting about. I think it might be worth taking a step back and thinking about what do you really want out of a show like this? Because I agree that, you know, it's not a done deal that this is going to be an amazing season, an iconic franchise. I've only seen two episodes. Most people have only seen one. There is a lot of room for things to either get better, get worse, plateau. We'll see. But I don't I just don't think that that premiere episode is worth being upset about. And of course, you know, we'll talk about it more throughout the season. I'm excited to have more guests and get more perspectives. There's going to be lots of conversations about Roni coming up. But overall, I think we're in a good place. And the thing with Bethany and Jill specifically is that if you look at the the overall Roni universe right now, we have these six new women coming in hot, like I said. They're at the Rainbow Room having their premiere party. NBC is pulling out all the stops. Then you have Luann and Sonia. They got their own show. They have, you know, prime placement Sunday night right after the new show. They're they're doing promo. Sonia was on live with Kelly and Mark. I want to say Kelly and Ryan. I want to say Regis and Kelly. I want to say Regis and Kathy Lee live with Kelly and Mark this week. They're getting they're getting the good press too. And then you have Ramona, Dorinda, Kelly, Kristen, also Luann and Sonia. They were just in St. Bart's filming this girls trip. They're getting the peacock treatment. And that's going to be coming out next year. All of those women are still being fed in one way or another by this Bravo machine and still being given an opportunity, whether it's the opportunity that they wanted in the first place or something different or, you know, exactly how much they're being paid versus how much they made before, who knows, but they're getting something where when you look at Bethany and Jill, they are probably the two former New York housewives that are most prominent who aren't still in this ecosystem at least not in an official capacity. And, you know, Bethany can say all she wants that she, you know, doesn't want to come back to housewives, doesn't eat it X, Y, Z. She's the one who started a housewives podcast. And Jill, I thought it was really interesting, actually. In this episode with Bethany, they talk about what happened with Roni legacy a little bit, you know, enough more than we've gotten from Jill about it in the past and the, the negotiations that broke down earlier this year which then was later, you know, turned into the girl's trip. But Jill basically says that she feels like her time for Housewives has passed and that when they were doing these negotiations, she had 
expressed to Luann, you know, because there was obviously disagreement about who was getting paid what. And Jill doesn't get into exact specifics of that. She probably really can't, if we're being honest. But she says that she was talking to Luann and at a certain point when the negotiations weren't going a great way, she expressed to Luann, why don't they just do this as an ultimate girls trip? Wouldn't that just be easier? And that she thinks or knows, or, you know, somehow that information got back to Andy and then it was painted like Jill doesn't want to do this or Jill, you know, is, isn't happy with the situation. And so she feels that when they finally did do it as the ultimate girls trip, that it was basically retaliatory that she wasn't included in that. And I, I mean, I think there might be some truth to that. It is pretty obvious with the casting. You know, Kristen Takeman is not more iconic as a New York housewife than Jill Zarin is. She wasn't on the season that Scary Island originally happened. I mean, neither was Dorinda, but Dorinda's you know a different case. But I think, you know, Jill is kind of the, the biggest piece where it seemed like she was going to be involved and then she wasn't. But, you know she filmed another show that's going to be on in the fall, this goat competition show. I think that's, you know, good for her. They, I mean, they all have stuff going on and Jill is the first person to say she's at a point in her life where she doesn't need to do anything. She doesn't want to do. She's fine. She's set. She has her brand. She has money. She has her life. She's doing well, but it's pretty clear that a year ago she would have wanted this. And so for her to say now that she feels like housewives is, is done for her. Clearly there was a change. And I think, you know, in a way, in a way it's kind of like actions speak louder than words. And I think putting out this podcast episode the day after new Roni, it's like, okay, right. Okay. Yeah, sure. I guess, I guess you're over it. I guess it's fine. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out 
out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day, and it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I thought it was interesting to hear them talk about the specifics of the Bobby funeral situation because that was something where that was when Bethany was on the show in her sort of second act of Housewives and Jill was not and there you know there was this huge issue that was talked about on the show and off the show about how Bethany filmed at Bobby's funeral without telling Jill without getting Jill's permission the other women in the show didn't know that there were going to be cameras there and I do think one of the more interesting parts of this podcast episode between them was getting a little more clarity on what happened there, at least according to Bethany. So basically there was this, uh, you know, Jill was sitting Shiva and the other women were supposed to go over to Jill's after the real Shiva was done and basically do like a little filmed Shiva visit and Jill wanted on the show she wasn't on the show that season but she wanted them to sort of acknowledge Bobby's passing and you know show a little footage have a little moment it would be nice whatever so then when Bethany when they filmed Bethany at the funeral unbeknownst to anyone else this I guess you know production wanted to do it Bethany didn't realize that Jill wasn't aware. It was a whole miscommunication, whatever. But the other women also didn't know that Bethany was going to film at the funeral. So then when they found out that she did, they decided they didn't want to go to Jill's and film the little Shiva scene. You know, was that wrong of Luann and Ramona and Sonia and whoever? I, I, I don't know. I, I can't say. It's not my call. But Jill was told by a producer that the women couldn't make it without the context that they had found out that Bethany filmed at the funeral. And that was the reason they didn't want to come. Jill didn't know at the time that Bethany had filmed at the funeral. And so she only found out about that when they put out the trailer teaser promo for the season and she was in it. There was footage from this conversation, it was their reunion, whatever. And so at the time, not only was Jill unaware that they had filmed at the funeral, but she was also unaware that that was the reason for the other women not coming and filming with her. So she thought 
that independently these other women just kind of were like, eh, we don't really care. We don't want to film with Jill. End of story. No additional context, which in the con like in that situation, it's easy to see how that would be extremely hurtful to Jill. So this is a situation where this was probably the part of the, of their conversation that I felt like was the most actually informational and actually productive in the sense of in real time, you felt like they worked through something and Bethany was very, seemed very caught off guard and like she had never fully known that Jill was really truly unaware of what was happening with filming at the funeral and that Jill said she never signed a release for her voice to be used on camera when Bethany was mic'd up and that she was told by someone at Bravo that they aired it without a release and just trusted or assumed that Jill wouldn't sue because, you know, Jill's thirsty or whatever. And Jill said, yeah, I didn't sue because I didn't have an issue with the way they portrayed it. I thought it was tasteful the way it was shown. But of course, it would have been better, you know, had she known and had some some input or at least the choice of whether or not it was shown in the first place. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. And the thing with these two women is that they talk a lot about, you know, friendships on the show and can anyone maintain a friendship and... You know, if Bethany had stayed on the show for season four, would they have been able to mend fences and would it have been real or would it have been for the show? And, you know, it's nice that they can sit down and have this 90 minute conversation. But at the same time, it's like, I personally don't care. You know, I've been talking about it for 25 minutes. Maybe you might think that I care. (laughs) But like, at the end of the day, I'm living in 2023. Neither Jill nor Bethany are on my TV screen and they're not going to be anytime soon. So it's a little bit like out of sight, out of mind. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone is feeling good about their choices and their place in the world. But like, I don't really, this isn't affecting me. And I'm I'm curious to see sort of where they go from here. Like, are we going to get a bunch of photos of them, you know, in the Hamptons together and like at dinner and playing tennis and, you know, sort of flaunting a friendship? Or is this just really a, a one-off thing? Like I said, maybe there's another podcast that they're doing. I don't know. I hopefully won't know but like i don't know sometimes when you when you've lived in the public eye for so long like these women have i get that there's this impulse to like give the people what they want and sort of like perform this friendship this reconciliation but like jill talked to on the show they were talking about how like obviously this whole thing was coordinated you know Jill showed up to the house and Bethany's assistant met her at the car and walked her into this bar area where she records her podcast. It's not like they were just sitting in the yard having a chat and there happened to be a microphone there. Like it was, you know, they were creating content. And so 
you know, I, I appreciate having something to listen and talk about, but I do wonder sort of like, what is the, what is the end game? And that's been something that I've been wondering about with Bethany for a while now that like, what is the, what's the goal here? We're on TikTok doing drugstore makeup reviews. Okay. Like Bethany is not, she's not going to build an empire posting TikToks of Dollar Tree hauls. And, you know, of course she has success under her belt and she has, you know, still has fans and people who like her, but it's like, what is the, what is truly the, the plan? What's the goal? What's the thesis statement of everything that we're doing here? And I think when you juxtapose that with something like the new Roni cast, it's like, that's what I want to watch every week. That's what I want to get excited about and post about and talk about and have, you know, conversations and thoughts about. And it's like this Bethany and Jill stuff. It's like, okay, good to know. Best of luck. And, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of where we are with that. I'm way more interested in watch what happens live when all six of the Roni girlies are on there and Andy asks them all what they've learned the most and Bryn's answer is that she's learned not to trust Aaron and Aaron looks like she just shit her pants on television. That is what I want to follow. And I, I met these women two weeks ago. Like that's the story that I am now interested in following. And I know that not everyone agrees. I mean, there are always going to be posts, you know, I've seen this past week posting about new Roni. There's always going to be somebody in the comments that's like, I want Ramona back or, you know, this isn't Roni or whatever. And if you really feel that way, that's fine. But I just feel like, you know, life is short. I want to be entertained and, you know, having something new and fresh and, and exciting really just kind of, it almost, to me, it makes me kind of forget about what we had before in a way that feels like positive growth. And I mean, I will be so excited to watch that Roni legacy season of girls trip. Don't get me wrong. I can't wait. And I'm loving crappy Lake. I mean, Sonia and Luann truly the fact that Sonia had sex with that man with Billy Richard or whatever. I have missed Sonia Morgan yelling about getting her pipes cleaned on television is just electric. She, Luann talking about how the business has been really rough for these like sad little children's lemonade stand injected into my veins, quite frankly. But when it comes to actual storylines and relationships that I am interested in following currently Roni is giving me that at least so far and I, I mean I'm glad it's here and you know Orange County great right now figuring out what the fuck is going on with Jen Pedranti and you know Tamara and Gina melting down every time someone mentions infidelity oh my god yes hearing Jill and Bethany talk about something that happened 15 years ago about you know which uh 
which producer was talking to Bethany at the polo and, you know, convincing her to do the show. It's like an interesting little, you know, detour, but it's not the plot. It's not the plot anymore. And, um, you know, TBD on Jill and Bethany, but you know, for now we've got good stuff cooking and I I'm excited and I hope you're excited too. Speaking of, I mean, <laughs> maybe this is contradicting myself, uh, talking about, uh, 15 year old shit that happened on TV, but I'm thinking about doing a Roni rewind in the vein of what we just did with Vanderpump season one. I feel like watching, maybe watching season one or like a scary Island kind of vibe could be fun. Roni is in the air right now. If you have thoughts about that, feel free to DM or uh, let me know in a five, in a five star review, but yeah, you know, just something to noodle on. There's always stuff going on, but um, you know, I love revisiting the older stuff when it makes sense. And you know, I'm, I'm playing around with what might, uh, with what might be good to, to tackle next. So, uh, let me know if you have thoughts on that, but otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. You can follow me at Dylan Hafer and until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention it all is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.